rock on. All right. Shall we start this thing? We are so glad to be finally getting out another podcast. We apologize for the silence, but if you haven't noticed, things have been weird in the last couple months. Oh, no, not not that weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) So hello, Uncommon Cast friends. We are glad to be sharing with you. We are up in the treehouse in open air pretty distant from one another right now but we needed to get we needed to get some words out and we've missed sharing with you guys and honestly we've missed sharing with each other it feels like such a gift to yeah. be closely to not super closely together this morning <laughs> so you know in case there's any people out there who want to be critical um but uh it is good to be together to see faces of people that aren't in your family yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> to talk about things together in a group. <laughs> Words. Simply. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And not over the computer. As great as that is, and as good as technology is, like being with people is yes. good. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk this morning, just actually checking in with each other and with all of you listeners out there, wherever you are. Um, how are we doing personally? How are we doing spiritually? And then talk a little bit about uh, control and lack thereof and a fearful fall coming towards us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who wants mm-hmm. to start off? How are you guys doing? I'll start. I, uh, <clears throat> I like that we're going to be talking about control today because I think that, like, one of the big things for our family through this whole thing is um, even to unhealthy levels, the way that we're trying to keep control is to... Uh, keep a routine and even to the point of like it like really upsetting our kids when they're like wanting to do something else and we're like no we're gonna keep the routine (laughs) but then of course like there'll be the days where we're just we're just kind of over this yeah and then we just let the routine slip away and then it feels like things are out of control again Mm -hmm. um in a new way and it's it's (laughs) It's like this, this just up and down uh, rhythm for us of like, all right, l- let's get our let's get our stuff together. Let's actually have like a rhythm in our day. Let's 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 have a schedule. Let's do something. Let's have intentionality. And then the next day, oh my gosh, we're still in quarantine, and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that inconsistency has been hard, but um, but with that, that's the bad. The good is that. Like a lot of people, we're spending a lot of time together as a family and enjoying and cherishing those moments. The fact that Jen's um, working from home makes it a lot easier for me when, uh, you know, we, we can actually tag team the kids. She doesn't have to be on her computer all day, every day. So um, it's been pretty good. It's hard to get things done, though. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. So I'm the sole one who doesn't have little kids at home, and I cannot imagine you guys having to be you know stuck <laughs> inside and having the same thing over and over again yeah. <laughs> yeah for me it's just been um like this you know sort of want to ignore everything and go out and be normal and then being like stopped in your tracks and like nope you can't do that you can't do that you can't do that and then like you know, mm-hmm. sitting home and doing a puzzle for four days straight and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you got to <laughs> actually, you know, do something productive now. And so I think routine is the same, you know, it's the same struggle there. Like, well, how do you create a routine that's not part of your normal routine? You know, where, where do you find normalcy in it? 
That is so funny. There, a couple uh, couple days ago, right? Um, we got invited to listen to a lecture with John Acuff. And it was so funny. And basically, he started. I love him. He started by saying, "This is a weird time, and we're, we all have this lack of schedule, lack of formation. We've had so much transition, transition with with work, mm-hmm. working from home, remotely, things like that." He's like, "You know, I just encourage you guys that you should start your day by." Putting on some pants. <laughs> just, just try one thing of normality and put pants on yes. when you start to approach your work, your career, your hopes to get things done in the day. Because putting on a pants, putting on pants is a good start. Wow. Mm-hmm. And many of us can go pretty pantsless these days. <laughs> By the way, we're all wearing pants this morning. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm happy about mm-hmm. that. Do joggers count? Yeah. Because that's kind of yeah. become my new wardrobe. Right? <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Or like boxers count as pants, right? You know, you literally go like there's no sense of time, you know, like yes. uh, I'll get up, I'll you're like, maybe I'll eat dinner for breakfast. I don't, you know, like, I'll love, shower sometime. sometime. I love like in, in, especially in the early days of quarantine when like literally you weren't leaving your house and you had breakfast and after breakfast you were like... What's for lunch? <laughs> because that's basically the next big like decision that I schedule. need to think about yeah. is like what I'm going to eat next. Yeah. I think yeah. our family eats all the time. Yeah. It's crazy. You're so right. Yeah. Like, the conversations about meals and what's next like runs our day is when, when you're more home and more aware of that is the big thing. Yeah, that's my next big decision yeah. that I need that's, to do. Actually, that's the one structural phenomena that hasn't changed much is we Eating. still have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. you still sleep at night. So we, we do have a little bit of structure still well, left in our kids. My kids Bare are just bones. like, I want to eat a snack right now. And then lunch com- comes and they're like, nope, don't want to eat that. <laughs> That's where my kids are right now. They don't want to eat anything that we put in front of them except goldfish. <laughs> you know, the best way to solve that is hunger. Let That's them experience <laughs> hunger. Yeah. That's real. That's real. <laughs> So I would say for us, um, wow, I don't even know. Like, I feel like this quarantine has had so many different phases, right? And mm-hmm. um, at least I think we're in a season where, okay, Drew's back to work and he's working out of the house. Um I'm working as much as I can and the kids don't have school. So there's kind of all structure is to the wind, but I would say some of the things that have been a struggle for us for sure have been, um, even just trying to, trying to make a plan, trying to figure out what next is going to look like when you don't have all the information and when things are changing constantly. Um, so then, then you do I, like the seven in me just wants to throw it all to the wind and be like, forget it. Like we're just gonna have no schedule. There, there are no rules anymore. <laughs> there are no rules. My kids stay up very late now. We and they still wake up very early, which makes for a very <laughs> crabby household. Um, and yeah, we just eat constantly, which. Um, for those of you that don't know, right before quarantine started, I started a new medication for my PMDD that um, helped me gain about 20 pounds. That was a fun side effect. But I'll take the 20 pounds with like the normal brain function. That's been great. But then quarantine yeah. happened. Yeah. So then I got like quarantine gifted me like another seven. So <laughs> I'm up like 30 pounds, you guys, which means like literally nothing besides my joggers fit me. 
And that's been like this other struggle for me where for so long I have not dealt with like self like body image issues that in my head I thought I was past that. But then all of a sudden, like um, it's been a struggle again. And that like the fact that it's a struggle is also a struggle if that makes right. sense because i was like i'm a grown-ass woman i should like, be okay why am i worried about this this is not i'm fine i'm still gonna live my life but the fact that it is even a thought in my head then makes it's like mm-hmm. a double issue like yeah. it's, it's like this cyclical mm-hmm. annoying thing um that i'm working through so i would say those are the like the two big issues like just the non-stop food and alcohol consumption of quarantine (laughs) and like the inability to even begin to think of what control or um, a schedule is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Like you can't even start to think of what normal might be, Mm -hmm. you know? And in the beginning that was causing me a lot of anxiety when I was like trying to like it seemed for a while we were going to like quote get back to normal and I was like super anxious because I couldn't even figure out what that was so mm-hmm. I've just thrown all that to the wind and there's no rules and we're getting two puppies so that's... <laughs> <laughs> you're going for it not yeah. just one that's why we're living puppies. this wild crazy life that's, that's all right. I know so, Good. here's what's so interesting I think too for so many people going through career change too yeah. um, maybe you've been furloughed maybe unemployed maybe you're we have friends that are searching for jobs right now in this really tough time to be searching for jobs. Mm-hmm. And what we do every day truly informs our self-image, mm-hmm. right? And so when we don't have the get stuff done production at the end of the day and I define myself by what I do and the title that I have mm-hmm. in career, that can really get you to another yeah. bad place of not only yeah. body image, but just the who self. Who am I? And who am I and what am mm-hmm. I doing? Yeah. And I mm-hmm. feel that probably systemically and globally with all this transition, people are in their day with no structure or a a big change of structure. They're in families where now there's greater tension relationally because they're, they're close together. And maybe the relationships that they did have in marriage or family, they thought were good, but put them all together in a house for a long time. And even those relationships are more shaky than they ever imagined. Mm -hmm. It allows, it sets people up to really ask that question. Who am I? What am I doing and am I good? And mm-hmm. I know here's, here's a great tie-in. We get a lot of, um, for those that are Christians, for those that are, are you know, faithful followers that even do church on Sundays, that rhythm has been thrown off. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of not only self-image from that, realizing your identity as a child of God, that you are loved and that fuels you up for the rest of the week. Um, But you also get structure with typical Sunday church, and that's been thrown off for so many. So a lot of people, and it ties in with our self-image, we are going, God, where are you in this? Mm -hmm. And our spiritual rhythms have been thrown off, which throws the whole rest of our lives into a little bit of chaos because we're not getting perhaps a weekly or daily dose of this is who you are as a child of God. This is what I made you to do to love love those you're with and love others. And uh, when we have that as the basis of our day, it gives structure, but we are all in a funky, perhaps lack of spiritual rhythm Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. makes even people feel distant from God and that God got lost in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think to kind of bridge that exact idea into what we're going to talk about today, um, 
one of the main things that have happened during this quarantine is that all of the ways that we are able to pretend that we have control in our lives have been stripped away. Mm -hmm. So all of those rhythms, all of the um, schedules that we used to be able to control, all of the habits that we used to be able to employ, and even some of those rituals that we would do that just kind of led us to the illusion that we get control in this life um, have slowly been stripped away. And that absolutely can cause like an identity crisis in some way, because you are left saying without all of this, without the job, without the working out, without the um, social interaction, without name the list, right. Without being the a one volunteer at whatever organization or whatever school, um, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like I'm not contributing anything. I'm literally just trying to keep the ship afloat and my family alive <laughs> from day to day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, um, is a really uncomfortable place to be. Yeah. But not to Jesus juke you or anything, but <laughs> I think that's, that's where, that's where the good news comes in. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's where the good news of like all that striving, all those things that, that define your identity. Mm-hmm. He's taking care of it. That we, we equate our value to write mm-hmm. that productivity or all of those things that we are doing. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus says, Jesus says, my burden is light. My mm-hmm. yoke is easy. Come with me. Come I'll take follow. care of it. I'll bear the burden for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, your your identity is yes. my child. Yes. And so um, that's the hope that I've been holding on to in this time. And, uh, and Jesus, Duke. To take that one <laughs> step further, because this is what I was thinking when you were talking, Ryan. Um, at our most nothing, at our most empty, at our most useless God still looks at us and is like man I'm crazy about you and when we can do all of the things um, that make us feel good and important and valuable um, we can tend to think that we have something to offer God we have something to offer this world like us individually by ourselves Um and yet when it's all stripped away, the only thing we can do is be like, I, I have nothing. I, mm-hmm. I really have nothing left to offer. Um, but God somehow still sees me as valuable. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like a really important place to get to yeah. at some point. Like it's kind of the starting place mm-hmm. that does it. We don't get there until all of the stuff is stripped away. It's a very raw spot, right? Like all of your structures, all of your walls that you've built up, everything that's there to protect you, but it's all, you know, sort of a fallacy in terms of that's not what we're, what we really need. Mm -hmm. You just have to break it down to a very raw, vulnerable place, which is, you know, been done against our will (laughs) at this point. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Right. And, I I feel that as much as, so we all know historically, we all know throughout our own lives, as you watch news and experience it in your own life, that crisis tends to make you far more faithful, or at least open Uh to faith and uh open to reaching out for a God that can help you. 
And um, I feel like we all saw that as a as a earthly globe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in March and as pandemic hit and spread, I think we saw a huge probably uptick in the spirituality of humans. Um, but as this has gone on, now we're months, we're mm-hmm. months into this weirdness. And, and honestly, we are all fearful of what September now is going to bring with schools. If, if you have kids, we're trying to figure out work and schools at home and how are they going to learn anything because homeschool does not work well over at this Ross Casa, right? But like, there's so, there's so much fear and God may be feeling far away in pandemic because of yeah. a lack of structure of plugging, mm-hmm. plugging into gospel. And perhaps we need to reevaluate of adding some spiritual structure into our lives so that other struck so the other lack of structure may feel more manageable manageable that's a good yeah manageable mm-hmm. um do you guys remember years ago Cody and Don and I and Jeannie McCoy and Jeff Shue oh Jeannie McCoy went miss through, you friend right? miss you too Jeff um we do you guys remember we were sitting in an office room once a week going through renovation of the heart by Dallas Willard yes and uh one of like the most iconic takeaways of that book Encourage you guys to read that book. If you haven't read any Dallas Willard, you may have to read a paragraph a couple times. It's weighty. Like a word at a time. <laughs> For me, I'm like, what? But do you remember when we were pressed into the challenge of of uh, reading the gospel to yourself daily? Yes. So just basically saying there is a God that loves you. There is a God mm-hmm. that gave his very own life for you that you would have life because you are a valuable, precious Mm-hmm. child in God's hands. Um, and he not only wants to whisper that into your heart, that you're valuable and precious um, and and you're loved, but he also wants to whisper in your heart, hey, let's go do something today. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's adventure this life together. Um, let's get up. Let's do something. And I know right now there's a, a hunger. If you're feeling separate from God, you're probably also feeling like I'm not doing anything necessarily good or Meaningful. spiritual these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is why, so this is funny, a, a few weeks ago, not a few weeks, what, a month ago? There is no time anymore. Time is no. a construct. Time is <laughs> um, we started a men's James Bible study, right? Because restrictions had loosened a little bit so we could gather in small numbers or so we thought, you know, and, and wear masks, but sit far apart and we could do it. So right here in our backyard, right down over there, um, we met a couple times, started to go through James. And one, all the guys were just so hungry to meet together. Mm-hmm. We were hungry for community. And here's a cool thing, too, is we were all hungry for, like, some spirituality, some, like, reading the Bible together, mm-hmm. some, like, connecting with God and one another together because we'd all been lacking that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a cool thing happened. We heard that there was a need. Oh, by the way, can you guys hear that music in the background? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have this, we have this classic rock neighbor um, it's actually that house way over there. So listeners, like probably a like, quarter mile away, can see a house on a hill right over there. And that so guy funny. jams out. He's really playing that guitar right now with a friend sounds playing good. drums in their wow. garage. I thought it was great. coming from your house. That They fill the neighborhood with that sound. And honestly, I celebrate. I'm not mad about it. I celebrate That's them. Nice. Me I celebrate <laughs> them and their contribution. <laughs> okay, so back to this. We are all hungering, perhaps, 
for, for not only connection with God and one another, but also to do something with God and one another. So a few days ago, we heard the need. We were um, out doing some food delivery for local families in need, and we heard that there is a super nice family, and one of the, one of the members of the family lives in a car, and, and um, they needed a sleeping bag. And so I texted that thread of guys, remember Cody? And, mm-hmm. and within minutes, we not only had one sleeping bag, we had three sleeping bags and guys that were just ready to jump on doing something good mm-hmm. with God in their day. Um, and uh, it was a cool reflection of hearts that are ready mm-hmm. to connect with God and do something good. And I think we all have that in us. And I think if we look and listen God will awaken something in your day where you'll see a need that you can meet. And that may be the greatest spiritual connection with God mm-hmm. in your day. And I want to add, sorry, Cody, I no. cut you off. Even okay. though our listeners Cody, know Cody did his dance that he was excited to say something. <laughs> okay, go well, I was just going to say, and you might say the same thing. I was just going to say that what that is, is that, that that's showing how easy it is to just enter in and do something good. What do you have what do you have at your fingertips now? I, well, I have a sleeping bag if somebody needs a sleeping bag. I have a listening ear if somebody wants to talk through their stress and anxiety of being in a pandemic. I have, I can go to the grocery store and pick up a, a meal and just deliver some joy to somebody. Like, there's so much that we, even in this time, there's it's so easy to just look at what you have in front of you um, and just bring some joy and love to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's well, what yeah. I was going to say is even because all of that is true and it, all of that is awesome. And there's another layer in which even staying at home with our families, even making it through the day when we invite God into those moments, what can seem like nothing to us um, can be holy. Like mm-hmm. if our daily yeah. routine is, you know dealing with the fam and getting the kids through the day and like creating moments of joy in our own spaces. Um, that's holy and good. And that's God. That's walking alongside God as well. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's easier for us to look to external things to be like, I have done something. (laughs) Yeah. I gave a sleeping bag, which is amazing. And I'm not discounting that. But sometimes it's easier for us to look to those things and be able to check a box and say, totally. I did something mm-hmm. than it is to just live our lives, mm-hmm. inviting um, spirituality into those everyday moments and yeah. finding holiness there. Um, because I think that doing even that will grow, like it will make those everyday moments feel meaningful, yeah. feel important. Um, it'll take something that was normal and make it extraordinary. That reminds me of what we often say at our our um, commune events. Of like, do this. This thing that you're doing is a holy moment. Do it right. in remembrance mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. This meal that you're having. You're just eating bread and drinking wine. Do this, and it's holy. And then it also reminds me of the the kind of reinterpretation of the Great Commission that we've right. talked about. Yes. Of like, rather than go and make disciples 
as you are going as in you your are daily doing life. Doing your yeah. life. Exactly. And right yeah. now a lot of us are doing our life at home. Right. Yes. And so as we are going, as we are at home. As we are folding the we, laundry. Yeah. We as are, we are doing the eighth load of dishes. Or as Why we're are there so many dishes? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're eating Why so are much. There so many dishes. <laughs> yeah. And for real, you can wear the same pair of clothes several times yeah. when nobody else sees you. It's fine. That's yeah. right. Ryan literally didn't have pants the other day. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go out publicly. I just, you know, confessed <laughs> to my friends any. that, hey, it's been a long time since I even remember doing laundry. <laughs> and I guess like, you know, board shorts, jumping in the pool every day doesn't totally count as laundry. No. Or a shower. Or, yeah. And if you surf, you're showered. Salty, but showered. That's great. I also, um, in this time, like we would be remiss to not uh, talk about all the division that we see happening and how how much stress that has brought yes and for me personally like you guys know like i'm a i'm gonna keep the peace like not not avoid conflict but like let's have some harmony Harmony. and let's (laughs) let's enter conflict so that we can bring peace because i love peace um but this division that i see is it's so it's 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 been really hard for me Mm -hmm. it's been really hard for me to not say some of the things that i want to say because i don't want to add to the division um, but for people to be so vehemently divided over crazy things like masks, mm-hmm. um, which I wear a mask, everybody just wants you to know, but, um, or, or when we should start school, like everybody's just, it's not even just like disagreements. It's not yeah. even yeah. different viewpoints anymore. It's like, you <laughs> think kids should go to school. That means that you hate everyone and you want them to die. You want teachers to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so... It's so crazy that everybody is getting so up in arms about everything. And when there's real things that we should be um, upset about, like racism and and things like that. And yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go down too far down that rabbit hole, but uh, it's been stressful for me. (laughs) Yeah. Same. I realize. Oh, go, Pam. Sorry. I was just going to say there's so much noise surrounding it. And I'm um, I'm like you and you you want to like say something that feels positive. And it's shocking when you'll even get negative back from that. And so then I'm just sort of peace out. And I sort of tiptoe in once in a while and I tiptoe back out. Mm And um, but I think it boggles my mind that people will take the opportunity to you know, get on their soapbox and pontificate and, and create chaos rather than come together. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't, it, it is so crazy to me that we have taken something that's happening to the world collectively and found ways to, multiple ways to be more divided right. instead of more together. Yeah. I, it's such a sad, but even that, you know, you talk about the control or uh, the lack of control that mm-hmm. we have when you, I feel like that's, also something that makes you want to pull back and focus on your family, focus on your, you know, community, your extended family, your friendships, and like just slow the world down a little bit around you rather than like be a part of the big picture. Mm -hmm. You know, it is. I think it is a a way 
to control arguing and debating and, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and pushing your opinion out there. That is a way to control your life or, and, and try to control other people. Mm-hmm. So it really does, to me, come back down to control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're all seeking for something to stand on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you can stand on something, you at least know where you're at and you're not going to fall over. That's right. And, and we all lack those yeah. times now. And yeah, it's interesting when... I realized I didn't get to share the story on the podcast, but just a few weeks ago, I went surfing down at the beach and um, there's signs everywhere, you know, that wear your mask. And so I put on my mask to check out the waves. And when I went back to my car, I had this confrontation with a guy who parked really close behind me. And apparently after he put down his stuff in the middle of the street and wanted to fight. Um, <laughs> wow. He then, you didn't, I didn't tell no. you, Pam. Oh my gosh. And the whole time I'm wearing my, my mask and, getting my surfboard off the top of my jeep and like it was so weird and i was kind of laughing it was the guy was so volatile he was just blowing up on me and uh and then he started he just called me a liberal out of nowhere i'm like what what he was upset (laughs) well i asked him to move his car he parked really close and then he he asked what the what the hell is wrong with you? And he went off. I, I won't even share it on the podcast because it would change our rating to share this guy's (laughs) but um and then he, he he's in the middle of the street and he goes, you liberal. And like, this is the problem with you. And I'm like, how, where did he jump to liberal? Like, and I, apparently it's because I was wearing my mask and that just really set him off. And I couldn't believe the volatility of mm-hmm. our times, mm-hmm. the explosiveness mm-hmm. of someone in the street. It was just nuts. Other people were going, whoa, watching this mm-hmm. thing happen. We did not fight. He walked the other way. <laughs> I haven't been in a fight since fourth grade with Steve Dinogen, if you're, if you're <laughs> listening. And I didn't know how to fight, so I wrestled him to the ground because that's what I learned at the YMCA. <laughs> Steve, the man in the street. <laughs> no, Steve. No. I wrestled the man in the street. I, just, I <laughs> thought that that moment needed a little clarity. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. No, there was no wrestling involved. <laughs> that's good. Um, it's probably good. Anyways. Considering, you know, social distancing and everything. <laughs> All of that being said, there was someone with extreme anger in a time of division yeah. and he was taking a stand that I was um, I was the face of evil because I had a mask on and it was interesting so and it, I don't think he really feels that way I actually think that he's got so much going on in life and it's such a weird time that he had to blow up on something yeah but he needed to stand on something and, mm-hmm. and doesn't that come from his own fears and stress too I right we're, we're all like grabbing hold of something because yes. of our own you know out of control yeah yeah. Exactly. And I think that, that going to those places shows a lack of a foundation in the first place. If that's if we get in these stressful situations and then we 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 try to make our foundation be our opinions, then we it becomes very clear very quickly that that is not a strong foundation at all. Right. <laughs> and rather we should be putting our foundation on something much much stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think isn't there like a Bible story about that? <laughs> <laughs> and so, a children's song. I'm yeah. looking at time. We gotta we gotta wrap this one up. And I think we could talk together and with y'all for hours because it's been so long. We gotta get back into our schedule of this and maybe that will give us some formation, yes. right? But um in 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 our James study with the guys that are involved in that, if any of you want to jump in, just send us a message through this. We'll connect you with the James study that we're going through with guys. But there's a verse in the beginning of James that talks about trials and that one, when you go through challenges and trials, you can allow it 
you can allow good to come out of it by allowing God to work with your character through it. Or you can just become bitter and, and broken because of these things. And, and I pray that... fight people on the street. Yeah, and, yeah, fight people on the street. I, I, I pray that um, all of us would just go, God, this is challenging times. Can you mm-hmm. work with my character through this and bring mm-hmm. some good in my character through this and for humanity mm-hmm. as a whole? And then he gets to a place, too, in the beginning of James where it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, which may feel like so many of us now, I, I need wisdom to approach fall with school and kids and work and life. And I need wisdom to get through my day, even doing laundry. Or I need wisdom to deal with people that are angry and division and racism and politics. Um, there's a verse in there that says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God for it. Um, and God, by the way, there's, it's like the second part of the verse is, by the way, God doesn't look at you condescendingly. Mm. Um, God looks at you as his child that he's yeah. longing to help and talk with and walk mm-hmm. through life with. So I encourage our listeners to reconnect with God. Maybe set aside a daily time or at least five minutes in a mm-hmm. day that'll give you some structure if you're lacking it to reconnect with a God who loves you and wants to walk through our yeah. unpredictable and uncontrollable times together. And that makes me think we're doing a, a book study with some gals um, from Jen Hatmaker's new book, and she says this one thing that was really impactful to us. And she says, um, act motherly to yourself, like mother yourself. We often think of God solely as this father figure, but there's so much imagery in the Bible about God being our mother. And as a mom, when you like look motheringly at your children, right? When they're having a hard time, you're not like mad at them. You're not, um, just you don't want like send them to their room to figure things out on their own. Occasionally that happens and they need to do that. But <laughs> what your heart is longing for is like, how can I let, let me comfort you. Mm. Let me embrace you. Um, let me whisper to you all of the things that I think about you to drown out those things that other voices say to you. Um, and so maybe to go along with that James verse, when you're thinking about, um, God, not looking at you condescending, condescendingly. What if you imagine God, um, looking at you like your mom now, hopefully you had a good mom, but, um, if you're a mom, imagine God looking at you, like you look at your children. Um, and that might change your perspective on, um, the way that God thinks about us, even at our lowest, most nothing worstness of quarantine. And friends, we would love to just even connect with you. We're all burnt out on Zoom. I'm sure all y'all are too, you know, and like sometimes big group gatherings, though they're great and streaming things is fun. It's a good way to connect with people. But if any of you need just like a personal connection, shoot us a message, give us a call. We'd love to just talk with you, connect with you and, um, and just be a, uh, maybe an encouragement to you in these just crazy ass days. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you can connect with us on social media. If you don't have our like personal numbers, if you do, you can totally text us or call us, like Ryan said. But you can find us on social media at Uncommon Good SD. We're most active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and so you can reach out to us there. And if you would like to join our email list, you can go to our website. There's a form on our website to join the email list. Um, and we're, we're putting out stuff like this, like what we're talking about today. Um, so we'd love to connect with you in any way we can right now, give you some hope, some comfort, 
And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all soon. We'll get back in the structural podcasting biz. Pam, thanks for joining us in the treehouse. Absolutely. Love it. Peace out, everybody. Thank you.